Welcome to The Trip Podcast. The Trip interviews inspiring travel bloggers and influencers on their most recent trips around the world. Think of this podcast as the ultimate audio travel guide to your favorite destinations with insider tips and recommendations. Today's podcast is all about Jordan, an up and coming destination that a lot of travelers have questions about. We'll be talking to Charlotte from charlieswanderings.com. I originally discovered her Instagram because I came across one of her gorgeous pictures of her most recent trip to Jordan and Egypt. She also has a very in-depth guide on her blog about her most recent trip, which I'll add to the show notes. She'll be sharing a lot of information with us, so please check the link in the show notes to get everything. To start, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started blogging? Okay, so my name is Charlotte, I'm from Belgium, and I always worked as a pediatric dentist, but oh, wow. I always, yeah, I always loved traveling, and I wanted to find a way that I could turn my second passion, which is traveling, also into actually an income, and that's where I got the idea of starting a travel blog and creating a travel Instagram, um, and then I joined actually last uh, March. I joined one of the retreats of Tangia Dreams to also um, getting teaching myself actually how to use a camera in manual mode, how to edit photos, because when I started it, I actually, I knew nothing. Oh, wow. I, Sorry, what was the retreat called? <clears throat> Tangia Dreams. Tangia Dreams. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll look yeah. that up and I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, you should, because they're awesome. And... The thing is, before, I, I, I didn't know much about a camera. I, I would always shoot in automatic. I used, like, filters on Instagram. And it just doesn't cut it anymore. You need to be creative as much as possible, and you need to put your own signature on what you're doing, which is so important that you have your own style. And that's what I, what I tried to create and how my dreamy look actually came to exist of my photos. And you just started last year? Um, I started my... Instagram, actually my travel Instagram around the end of October, beginning of November. That's where I started to use Lightroom. Okay. And then my blog I created end of January. Oh, wow. And now are you traveling full time? Um, no, not full time. I hope I can one day. Yes. Uh, but now I am actually from the beginning of October, I started working part time as a dentist. And then I have like four days a week where I can do short trips. And then the rest of the time, I can take maybe two weeks off, sometimes three weeks off. But because I work part-time on other weeks, I can work half-time and, you know, um, take on more work in the week that I'm there. So my patients don't have to wait too long and I can still Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's so inspiring. It usually takes <clears throat> years and years and years to get to your point. So that's great. Yeah, and I you have some I incredible just, photos. Went for it and thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So today we're going to be talking about Jordan, which you uh, trip yes. that you just came back from. I've actually never been to Jordan before. I've been to um, Egypt, uh, which is close by, but never Jordan. And yeah, of course, well, I just also went to Egypt. So. Yeah, I saw that. And of course, it's all over Instagram right now and Pinterest. Um, but a lot of people, a lot of travelers are unsure about the safety and how to get around and how secure it is. Um, can you tell our listeners a little overview of traveling to Jordan, when you went, how long you spent there, um, in your favorite areas? Yeah, of course. 
So actually, uh, my trip to Jordan, it was combined with a trip to Turkey. So we went for two weeks in total and we spent one week in Turkey and actually only one week in Jordan. Because there's a lot to see, but the, the, the country is so condensed that you can actually fit it in perfectly into one week. And you can see all the main attractions and beautiful places. And the easy thing there is if you get to the country, you can just get your visa at the airport. Um, I think it was around 40 Jordanian dollars. But what people really should know is that there is like a Jordan pass, which you can apply for online, which includes already the price of the visa and already um, like 30 of the main attractions and uh, a one day, two day or three day visit to Petra, depending on which you choose. So we calculated it out and it was already way cheaper to take the pass than to do everything separately. What type of traveler would like Jordan? Honeymooners, adventure seekers, for families? I think actually all kinds of travelers would enjoy Jordan because it has so much to offer. You can be you can be on a honeymoon and have the most romantic night in the desert of Wadi Rum watching the stars. Or you can be an adventure couple or an adventure solo girl traveling and hike all the way through Petra and have a blast. You can be a family and you can spend some days more at the Dead Sea, at a bigger hotel, so your kids can also play in, in the pool and stuff like that. And in the meantime, they can also go, you know, for a hike in, 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 and, and see one of the wonders of the world. So, and even in hotels, it's you can have budget options and luxury options. There's in... Amman, we stayed at a very cute hostel, which was super cheap. I don't remember the price, but I think it was like, I don't know, $7 a night. Oh, wow. Do you remember the name? Um, yes, it's, um, wait, Zaman, yeah, Zaman. It's all on my blog. I linked everything. Okay, and then we'll also so, put that in the show notes as well. Yeah, I linked, I linked literally everything in my latest blog post, and it, it includes everything from the one-week road trip that, that I did. And but even if you want a more luxurious luxurious vacation, it's also possible because there are hotels like the Four Seasons and the that you can go to, or one of the really nice one as well is in Wadi Mayin, which is near the Dead Sea but not at the sea itself. So okay, yeah, I, can, yeah. I've I've been through. You have a great blog post, a very detailed post um, about your trip to Jordan, which I'll I'll link to, and I'll also summarize on on the show notes. Um, so let's just talk about the itinerary that you took. If you could just take our listeners through that seven days in Jordan, where you started, um, where you yeah. got like from A to B, etc. Of course. So we first started. We flew into Amman, and. There actually the first thing uh, was to pick up a rental car. Oh wow, was it safe to drive? Um, yes, it's very safe to drive there because I mean, okay, in I'm not gonna lie, in Amman itself, it's tricky because there are literally there's no traffic rules. <laughs> there's you have traffic lights and that's it. <laughs> Everything else is just just you decide. There's no lines on the road, so you go. It lo- it looks like a, a road for three lanes and there's five cars driving for instance. But once you get out of the hustle and bustle from the city, it's, it's fairly easy to drive. Just watch out for like speed bumps because they don't highlight those. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden you're like, boom. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, what the hell was that? 
But yeah, we started in Amman. We visited um, the citadel there. There is not much more to see actually in Amman itself. It's nice to walk through the old city, but it's a good place, you know, to get rest, get some rest after a flight, um, have a day maybe by by the pool somewhere and explore the the citadel, pick up your car, and then we the next day we went off to Jerash, which is more in the north of Jordan. And it's beautiful. We, there you need just one day because it's also a historical um, site that you're visiting. And it takes around, I think, three to four hours to visit it. Um, and then from there, it's very easy to drive to the, to the Dead Sea. And the drive there, it's beautiful. It's a very, very scenic ride. It's, it's amazing. Um, then let's see. When, at the Dead Sea, I would take like two days. Mm-hmm. Because you want to experience the Dead Sea, of course, itself, have some downtime. And very close by is um, a canyon where you can go hiking. It's called Wadi Mujib. Okay. And they have different trails. But all of the trails, they go through water. So it's also, it's, it's adventure. It's something fun to do if, if you're like an adventurous type and you like these kinds of things. Like, for instance, if you like wild water rafting, this would be your go-to. Okay, good to like, know. You would love I would it. love that. Yeah, and it's like through water and with waterfalls. I mean, we didn't do it because we had a camera. We just wanted to take the photos. And I was smart enough to fall and sprain my ankle right before I got into the water. But <laughs> <laughs> um, And then from there, it's, I think, around two hours uh, driving to uh, Wadi Musa, which is the city where Petra is located. And then you're already at your main goal destination, um, let's assume. Um, in Petra itself, you have so many options also for either an expensive hotel. We stayed one night at a hostel. I also linked it. They're super, super nice people. And they were so helpful also towards me because I couldn't walk. And they got me eyes. They prepared food. Like they gave me the food so I didn't have to move anything. <laughs> um and from there, I would say get a good night's rest. And if you want to enjoy Petra, you have to make sure you're there at like 6 a.m. in the morning. That's for the... me, that's, that's super important. Yeah, because otherwise, yes, you get to see the treasury, but you get to see it with 400 people standing next to you. Yeah. And it takes away some of the magic. So did, just, you, yeah. did you go there with a guide or did you just drive no. there yourself and, and, and you explored it? So Wadi Musa, so the, the visitor center from Petra has like a, a huge parking lot. So we just parked our rental car there and we just went up to the visitor center. You pay your entry fee and then you just go. It's a trail. It's a trail that you follow. Oh, wow. And, and you, were you yeah. one of the first ones there at 6 a.m.? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were there at 5.45 a.m. Oh, wow. Um <laughs> Was it when? What time does the sun rise there? Oh, what time? We are we in August. Um, I honestly don't remember what time sun rises, but I do remember it was up. Okay, okay, good to know. And okay, so after Petra, or how long would you recommend? Um, like, how many days would you recommend? How long would you recommend spending in Petra? I would take two days. Two days? Okay. Two days? Yes, I would take two days because then if you plan it correctly, then like on Monday, Wednesday and Thursday evening, they do Petra by night. 
which is supposed to be absolutely beautiful because they light up the entire site with candles and you walk the same trail to the treasury, which takes about 20 minutes walking. And then the entire treasury is also lit up with candles. But you need to take note that, I mean, you're not going to be alone there. No. You walk the trail <laughs> with 500 other people. Yeah, but it's there's, still an there's experience. There's no, no limited amount of people that can go in. Um, but we actually did Petra in half a day because of my injury, which is why we had to go super fast. And normally people just do the hike. But like for me, and which might also be good for people who are not very capable of walking such long distances or have, are, have a handicap, I went on a donkey. Oh, <laughs> so, sorry. What, what yeah. injury was it? I, I just, I, I fell and I sprained my ankle. Like my ankle was the size of a tennis ball. Oh no. So it's just swollen. Okay. Yeah. So I, I do believe otherwise I, I would have loved to, to do the walk itself. Uh, but they, they have donkeys there. Just make sure that you have like a nice guide and make sure that they treat the donkeys right. Yes. I've heard and to watch out for animal point, cruelty. Yeah, it, it switched from a guide to his kids, which, I mean, it was a little weird because, I mean, don't these kids need to be in school or, you know, mm-hmm. not do this at least. But, yeah, I mean, once you're there, you, you can't say like, oh, no, let's get off the donkey. And yeah, you have to go with up. the flow. But, yeah, it's, it's for me, it's just good to know, I think, for other people that they would maybe otherwise say, I'm not visiting this place because I can't do it, but it is possible. Like if I was able to get up there, everyone On can. a sprained ankle? Okay, good to know. Yeah. So two days in Petra, and then where did yeah. you where did you go? From then, we drove uh, to the desert, to Wadi Rum. Okay. And there, you, yeah, and there actually you can choose how long you stay. Uh, with us, it was just one evening, and then the next day we drove back to Amman, but I would say at least one full day. Okay. I think that would be nicer because then you get to see all the sites. For instance, in our three-hour trip, we didn't get to see, there's a famous bridge there made out of rocks. Um, we didn't get to see it because it wasn't included in the three-hour drive, but that's like all the time we had left to do and to see stuff. But it's beautiful. It's, you have the feeling when you're driving through that desert like you're on Mars. And it's, it's oh, very wow. easy to arrange as well because, like, we didn't book anything from before. No tour was booked. And we just asked the guy that owned the hostel in Petra if he knew someone. And he just called up his contact. We drove to the visitor center in Warihum. He picked us up. We had a small suitcase to take with us. And the big one stayed in the trunk of our rental car. And we went off. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that sounds incredible. So, so that was your seven days. Um, you got to experience yes. a lot. Um, for in terms of accommodations, uh, you mentioned that you have everything noted on your blog. So I'll make sure to note that in the um, in the show notes. Did you have any yes. really bad experiences that you should warn travelers about, or did you you did your research and and uh, did you enjoy all the accommodations that you stayed in? Yeah, I actually enjoyed all the accommodations that we stayed in. It okay. was, yeah, pretty good. Um, I think one of the things we just sometimes is like the communication. Uh, you would expect like in, in some of the hotels, no certain things. It's just, it's little stuff. 
yeah. I just remember in one hotel we ordered room service and I remember my friend Katie wanted to order uh, one with eggplant and we got all sorts of stuff except for eggplant. <laughs> and yeah. Okay, so just the language <laughs> barrier. Um, yeah. So I guess in, ter- kind of in terms of food, do you have any recommended um or like must try restaurants or typical foods um, that you would definitely recommend to travelers? Well, for, I mean, when I'm traveled to countries like this, I tend to be on the safe side. Um, and I mostly stuck to vegetarian food. And even if you're not a vegetarian, which I'm not, I love meat and I love fish, but they make their veggies in such a delicious way that it's no trouble just eating vegetables there. It's it's absolutely delicious. Everyone needs to try the hummus because it's so, so good. Really? <laughs> my friend is, my, yeah, my friend Katie is sitting next to me. And she's oh, like, is she? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely um, try the hummus. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's am- really amazing. Um, and for a restaurant, I just have one recommendation. It's not really a restaurant, but for me, it was one of the most magical nights of this year. And that was the at the Marriott in Petra. Okay. And I'm sure if you if they would call the hotel and ask if they can just come for dinner, it would be possible. And they have this Bedouin dinner, and it's in these Bedouin tents. It's overlooking this oh, enormous wow. valley, and the sun sets behind it, and it's it was just yeah. I'm I'm still if I talk about it, I'm like yeah. I just, oh, I want to go transport myself back <laughs> to that moment. So and that was one of your highlights. Beef, uh, yeah, and the food also delicious. Because you get like these small plates of veggies and dish. Oh, nice. And and do you know, do you remember how much that was? How much was that? Um, no. No. Okay. I do not remember. <laughs> it was worth it, whatever but it was. It was, yeah. Um, I think we can even look it up. I but, I can look it up too and put uh, it in the show notes, but that sounds magical. Yeah. Now, do you have to book that remember. in advance or did you book that last minute? Um, well, I, I worked with the hotel, so they recommended to do it and they made a reservation. But I do know that evening it wasn't fully booked. Oh, There's wow. a lot of tables. Oh. And then mm-hmm. what's what's a typical actual Bedouin dinner is that they they um, – they put actually the food in a pot in the ground, in a hole, in a fire. So you have the rice is cooking at the bottom. And then the chicken and the veggies are on the top. And like it's two separate plates, but like the juice from the chicken and the veggies like goes through the one plate into the into the rice. And that's how it gets cooked. And it's, it's so delicious. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah. definitely try that. Um, yes. Was there definitely. any other tip? So you said the hummus, um, the restaurant at the Marriott and Petra to definitely try that, the Bedouin um, dinner. Yeah. Was there anything else well, that you can I think of? I would also advise to at least have dinner with locals once. I okay. think that's something that you that, that you should do. And they have delicious baklava as well. Okay, good to know. And Okay. And then how how safe did you feel while you're traveling within Jordan? I know again there's some concerns that travelers have. Did you did you feel safe at all times? Well, yeah, we felt actually very safe at all times. And there is actually a very good anecdote so people can know actually how safe it is. 
Like, I don't know about where you live, live but Toronto, Canada. if my phone, <laughs> yeah, if my phone gets stolen, I know for a fact in Belgium, like one minute later, it's going to be offline and almost sold already. Same with Toronto. My friend, had, yeah, my friend had left her phone in the middle of the Citadel because we were taking photos. She got distracted and she just didn't pick it up. She only realized after, yeah, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and the phone was gone. And oh, that's the worst I was feeling. Thinking, yeah. And it was really because I, I located it on my phone with the Find My iPhone app. And then we saw that the phone was moving. And then, like, the guards from the Citadel, who are part of the Jordan Tourism Police, they helped us in such an incredible way. Like, they took care of everything. They took my phone. They put it on a charger so it wouldn't die. And then... After, like, talking to them and explaining to them what happened, they got more guys into it. And at one point, they put us on the back of a car and we drove back to find <laughs> that phone. And she got it. Oh, she wow. Who ended up having it? Some kid. Oh, really? And they, they were able to yeah. get it back, eh? Yeah. Wow. It was crazy. Yeah, you don't. It was that would never happen in Toronto. crazy. Like, if you were to go up no, to a cop, they they'd be like, be like, no, I don't care. Yeah. No, so they really, especially the, the tourist police, they really, really care about the tourists and they want to make them feel as safe as possible. And they are at every big site. I, I also included it on my blog that the link to their website and like the number that you can put in your phone to, to dial if you need assistance somewhere. Like, for instance, if you would have the problem, like your car breaks down, you can call them. Oh wow! So it's and not just a nine one one emergency number. It's it's for, for it's no, for all it's travelers. No, it's a separate number. It's separate from the regular police. It's specially for tourists. Oh wow! So okay, we'll definitely put that yeah. in the show notes as well. One big tip I can also give to travelers there is if you get to the airport, first thing you do is you buy a local SIM card. You can just put it on your phone, and you have a Jordanian number. You can call. You can you can use data. Like if you want to drive yourself. A lot of the times, these companies, they try to sell you, you know, an expensive GPS system, which sometimes just doesn't even work. But your phone with Waze or Google Maps will always work. And if you have data, you're good to go. And you're, you're not depending on some other people's Wi-Fi or connection because the Wi-Fi in even some of the more luxurious hotels wasn't that good. Really? Okay, so good to know. Get a SIM card at the airport. Do you remember how much that was? Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I'll look it up and put that in the show notes as well. Um, and did I don't you... remember. I think there was something like or f- 5 gigabytes and 20 gigabytes. And I, I know I'm on my phone and I went overboard and I took it 20 gigabytes for one week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I think it was around maybe 30 Jordanian dollars. Okay. I think. I'm not sure. Okay, anymore. that's fine. Again, I'll confirm that and I'll put that in the show notes for our listeners. Um, now, did you feel just as safe in Egypt as well? No. No? Okay. I didn't feel safe in no. Egypt when I went either. I felt very annoyed in Egypt. Like, in, for me, as a, as a blonde, long-haired woman in Jordan, okay, yeah, I get the stairs, but they leave me alone. Yeah. And that's it. But in Egypt, that was a whole other story. I, I mean, at one point, I was really, I was screaming in the middle of the street to just leave me 
I'm sorry for my language, the fuck alone. <laughs> it was really, it was, it was bad. Like, if, if this would be a, a story about Egypt, it would be a whole other lecture. A whole other lecture. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I remember in Egypt, if you just, we were looking at someone on a motorcycle and he was staring at us for so long that he ended up driving into the back of the car in front of him and we felt really bad because because we caught we caused an accident uh, like an accident but they just they stare at you they don't leave you alone and then they um the ones that can kind of speak english they just shout the most ridiculous names at you like hey spice girl shakira britney spears oh like, my god you got called shakira as well yes yeah like, i think I, that's... I got shakira like every five yeah. meters i was like what the fuck i'm the colombian <laughs> i know or like britney spears uh spice girl like just the the funniest names. yeah and they just even with with selling stuff like if i hear the words to look at one more time i'm gonna scream honestly <laughs> okay so good to know about egypt but i'm i'm, I'm glad to know that that jordan's a completely different yeah, because situation I'm, I'm so happy i visited egypt and i saw everything but you couldn't even pay me to go back there. Yeah. Jordan, I would gladly go back. Oh, good to know. Heartbeat. Yeah, Egypt really? was a little overwhelming for me. It was great seeing the pyramids. Um, but yeah, it was it was a little annoying after a while um, with the taunts and, and the stares. Um, but again, I, I mean, we're coming into their country, so you have to be res- respectful of them, obviously. Um, yeah. Let's, let's talk about the pricing of, of Jordan. What are the typical prices? How much would an average traveler spend on a seven-day trip? Yeah, it also it depends on on what they are looking for because I mean Jordan isn't yeah it's 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 not a cheap country like for instance visiting Petra is already I think fifty Jordanian dollars um, it can go up until seventy seventy five I think depending on how many uh, days you want to visit but then of course if you take the Jordan pass it, it's already all included but I know to visit the sites it costs quite a lot of money um but if you can do it very low budget if you stick to hostels and you don't go to the expensive hotels i think maybe with flight and everything and rental car i i think for be on the safe side i i would count on like one thousand dollars but like that's everything oh wow included. okay everything wow that's that's um, great what's that's one thousand us dollars or euros um, yeah, I just do U.S. dollars because I think that's Cause you know, US dollars, most, yeah. most common. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, if you want to stay always at the five star resorts, of course, it's got to go up to 2000. Yeah. Easily. So it, it just depends. And it's, it's, it's hard for me also to count it in because sometimes we, we stay somewhere very cheap and then at the expensive one, we sometimes get to collaborate and like you make, create content in exchange for a stay. So that's why it's, it's hard to count it out exactly of course how of much course. it would be but it's it's for instance if you compare it to turkey or compare it to another other arabian countries it's it's more expensive okay no, especially no. if you compare it to egypt for instance yeah okay good to know yeah egypt was quite affordable um okay was there any last minute tips or um or, uh, sorry essential tips or packing advice that you would give to travelers heading to heading to jordan Packing advice. <laughs> um, well, well, I, for me, I, I would say like 
take some like loose clothes with you, nothing like too tight and, and stuff like that. Um, but just be comfy, be comfy. And what I do think is you, you should take into account like some places, if you're walking through the center of Amman, for instance, it's nicer to walk around if you cover yourself up a little bit. I'm not saying you have to go all full on to the floor and sleeves covered and everything, but you know what I mean. Just don't go jer- Jersey Shore there. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's not good. Uh, okay. so you need to take in consideration. And I mean, good hiking shoes, good walking shoes for Petra. You need those. Even that, I mean, I did it in All Stars actually, so All Stars are fine as well. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but okay. you can't do it. I, I wouldn't do it in flip flops. No. But like, yeah, my friend did, but she's like a mountain goat, so <laughs> you, you can't compare those. Who um, did you go with? Just, oh, just yeah, your one big, friend? Oh, sorry, what were you going to say? A big tip is if you go into the Dead Sea, make sure that you didn't shave the same day. Ooh, it hurts. Because it stings like a motherfucker. <laughs> because, yeah, but my friend did, and she was almost crying. It hurt that much. Oh, no. It, it was really painful. And, I mean, she was happy. She just went in until her knees, like, not full on, because... Yeah. Oh, so go in with, with hairy good. legs and hairy armpits. <laughs> yeah, or shave. No, but you can shave like two days before yeah, no, and you'll be fine, but not the day itself because it's, it's going to be very, very painful. Okay, that's a great tip. I wouldn't have... You, you yeah. think too, like you, if you're getting your pictures taken, you'd, you'd shave everywhere, but... Um, yeah, no, not, not there. Okay. Not there. Um <laughs> Another tip for the Dead Sea, we didn't stay at one of the hotels at the Dead Sea. So if we, like, for instance, to, go, to get to the beaches at the Dead Sea, all of them you need to pay for. You can't just go to a beach and take your photos. It's not possible. It's all not of them are beach. linked to a hotel. Yeah, all of them are linked to a hotel. Um, and I think we even paid like 20 Jordanian dollars to just go in for one person, which is kind of insane. So maybe there it would be better to stay at one of the hotels at the Dead Sea. Then you're already there. So that concludes our travel guide to Jordan. Thanks so much, Charlotte, for speaking with me today and providing our travelers with some great insider tips on traveling to Jordan. Make sure you head over and subscribe to Charlotte's blog at charliswanderings.com and follow her on Instagram to see all of her travels. And of course, subscribe to our podcast to get all of our updates and news episodes. Thanks so much for listening, guys.